So, welcome to podcast six. Um, we're in Yuri today. Um, if I could think of two words to describe the runner we're about to see, I would say man machine. Um, this guy just keeps going on and on. He's a phenomenal runner. I don't know how he does it. Um, every time I see his Strava, I think to myself, um, this guy is going to burn himself out, but he never does. He just keeps going on and on, month after month, improving all the time. He had a phenomenal year last year, which um, I'm sure we'll talk about in more detail. Um, his name is Michal Dillon. I'm sure most of you know him. Very loving, caring, generous. He gives a lot um, to both running and to charity and to his friends. Um, He's a great ambassador for the sport. He's a great entertainer. He's got horrible taste in shirts. And I'm really looking forward to what he's got to say. He's got a great story and he inspires me time in, time out. It's nothing worse when you're on Strava and you're getting the miles up. And it's very difficult when Michal Dillon's about to try and top that league. And um, before we go in there, I'd just like to bring this week's podcast is brought to you by Gareth Thought and Massage. Gareth has got a um, free giveaway on the Inspirational Runners page. Um, he's given three free um, physio sessions to one lucky um, follower. All you have to do is like and share the page. I mention him because I know that Michal uses him. I use him myself. He's got me to many a starting line when um, it's been in doubt. So drop in on the page, take a look for his competition and like to share. So let's see what um, Michal has got to say for himself. So we're here with Michal Dillon um, today. Some of you might know him. Um, just looking at a year in the life of Michal, looking back at 2017, I think you ran 11 marathons with six sub threes, some of which you've seen on the podium. You had third place overall in the Donegal Quads, winning your category and plus 40. Don't want to mind you that. But. Um, you also ran 258 in London, and the following week you broke your Belfast course and ran it one minute faster in 257. Yeah. Because it was sort of benching you there in 301, I think it was the year before, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So to top it off, you ran a new PB of 248 in Dublin, and you were a worthy winner of the New York City Runners Award for outstanding achievement for the third year in a row. Um, your previous PB marathon time of 2.53 lasted around six years. Six years, yeah. Um, which demonstrated an amazing consistency at that distance. So like six years ago you were on sub three and you're still oh. managing to do that, right? Um, I'm going to put this down and just be able to talk to you. But <laughs> um, So I'm just trying to give a picture of everything that you've done and um, where you currently are. Um, so I want to start right at the very beginning with your first your first race and what was it and how did that sort of come about? My first race was a marathon. The very first race, yeah, yeah, yeah even yeah. before the 10k? Even before the 10K, straight yeah. into the yeah. marathon, didn't uh, register for any other races? No, it was, uh, it was a marathon, it was for charity, so it was time. Um, it was a four, it was in uh, 2007. 2007. Yeah. Uh, it was my aunt, sorry, my cousin. I uh, needed funds to go to Florida to swim to swim the Dolphins. And I thought why not give it a crack, just try something different. You know, I haven't raced before, you haven't done Belfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So train for that and be honest, train wasn't great. Like I was like running and stopping and 
second time on bricks, you know. In the race or training? The training for it, yeah, training yeah, for it, you know, so I had no idea, I had a giant problem. Mm. I absolutely no idea. Like, Most people don't in the first, yeah. some of us yeah, still yeah, don't. Yeah, <laughs> sorry? Some of us still don't. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, yeah. That was good, enjoyed it, like it was, um, what, what time did you get in that? Three at ten. So your first marathon in your training was sort of a bit pear-shaped compared to what it was yeah, now. I think the most out around was like 16 miles. Yeah. And that was before the bypass around the area was built properly. I've done two loops of that, the old bypass, and I was just no. eight miles loops. So where, where did the base fitness come from for you to play? Gaelic, 20 years, like the new Mitchells. So did you do much then between, so, but Gaelic goes right on to your early 30s anyway, does it? Yeah, I stopped playing when I was 34. 34, okay. I just found fitness was just, it was just there. And um, we uh, running. When you run that marathon, were you just coming out of the Gaelic? No, 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 no. I was still, I was still, um, still following in the Gaelic. I was also training three, four times a week, playing games as well. Okay, so that's where you had got your base fitness yeah, from, yeah, as such. Yeah, like, yeah. And you say about your training, then the longest miles you ran was sixteen. That yeah. magic number keeps on coming up for people first time, but not many people run three hours eighteen. So what was the race like on the day then, for it being your first um, marathon? It was tough. Uh, like rookie mistakes, my number came off. I had to go and pin that, had to stop and pin that back on again. And then just the last six miles were horrendous, you know, <laughs> walking and running and walking and running and stuff, you know. And then I just never, I couldn't see the finish line quick enough, you know. What, what, so. yeah, yeah. what would be your favourite distance then? Just I like the marathon, so I do, but um, until recently, I really, I'm really enjoying the, the, longer, the longer distance, like you know, I can, mm. you know, you're sure, probably I can bang out 24, 20 miles on a Run, I, really, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So, Ultra was, was something I'm going to but it's something I'm going to have to maybe hold back on now. Yeah. Because of cer- current circumstances, you know. Um, well your first marathon you ran, you were saying it was around 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were 10 years last year, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. You I then ran a marathon then the two years later, I think it was. Okay, so you waited another two years then? Yeah, yeah, a couple of years later. And um, what did it? Sorry? What was your pace in it? Uh, your time? Bang on, same as the one before that, 318 again. Uh, <laughs> so did you change your training anyway or No, just um, again, it was for charity. Uh, so I just really threw it in, in the Gillick then. You know, mm-hmm. kind of didn't just give up the run, kind of, you know, just stick with, stuck with the football. Yeah, how did you feel after running 318 in your first marathon? Did you realise how big of an achievement that was? I did, yeah, at the time. Uh, people once at work were telling me how how good the time was, mm-hmm. and one of the girls said to me like, you know, it's pretty time. You 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 never be, you never be that time again, like, <laughs> you know. And that kind of gave me an impetus then to push on then, you know. Yeah. And you've broken that down now. Obviously, you've ran all distances. Yeah. Um, below the marathon and above yeah. that, like, but so uh, currently is standing. Um, what is your PB profile? So if you think of five k. Dyke okay, is a 17.10, but I think it was on a short course down Greenback. It was a Duane Heaney. Don't even mention that it was short. Yeah, it was 5K. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 17.10. Uh, and then 2011 is when I had all most of my PBs um, that ran. It was Armagh 10K that year. I think it was that year. 36.10 as well. And then Neary was 2.53. So I went to Fulmar from Melty and um, half. Sorry, it was the year before 2010, that's what it was. I ran Lisburn and I ran Neary in 121. That's my half PB. 
So my big goal, I need, I want to do sub eighty and a half, and a half yeah. yeah. But because my training being focused towards marathons the last couple of years, yeah, I'm very, you know, so that's something that like maybe next so year. So I have to strip it back, don't you? Like, and yeah, put yeah, lower the mileage, not the mileage, just running mileage, but the actual distances that you're yeah, running. Like, yeah, Because they eighty four, eighty five miles in four days, you know, it's really hard to get the pace. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy, like. And uh-huh. um, so, see now, for your marathons, last year was a phenomenal year, 2017. Yeah. As I say, you ran, I think it was six sub threes last year. Yeah, six. So, what's your training like now compared to then? Is it much structured? You know, I see on Facebook pictures of like, big curry Chinese. He's <laughs> out partying <laughs> every other week, and I'm like. No, no, no. Just, just the time of year, January, February, there's a lot of birthdays and celebrations and all that stuff. Yeah. But you, you've got a mix. You got the mix. They train hard. You got to be able to relax as well. Have a few drinks and get a good balance. And yeah, you have to like if you don't, you just you just get up and out and And when you're training now, and you're, if you're training for a sub three marathon, um, what type of structure do you use for that? Well, I always like to get a good um for me, like minimum four runs a week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully push five or six. Like have a nice long run in the weekends. But I I, I like to. Long runs, people say relax and stuff, but I need, to, I, need to, I need to push it as close to the marathon pace as possible. So if you're doing 6.50 in a marathon, I would like to push 7.10 on, on, on a long one. Because everybody's different, like what yeah, works for yeah, one doesn't work yeah, for the yeah, other. Of course, yeah, yeah. It obviously works for you, hence the reason why yeah. you're still pushing out yeah, PBs now at this stage. Yeah, so. and I like the, for a nice relaxing one in the gym then, say between 4 to 6 metres of treadmill, take it easy and then do a wee speed session as well too. And what is the speed session you construct it off? Well, it could be generally in around one mile reps. Um, try and push as much as hard as possible, like, you know, not to go like 10k, 5k pace, you know, maybe a half marathon pace, you know, okay. we're talking around between 6 and 6.15s, you know. And do you sort of, do you look at it, some people work a 16 week training plan, 18 week, some people like just an 8 week? Um, you just gauge yourself, you know yourself, if you mm. three months before a marathon, then I say, okay, I'll just step up here and just... I suppose it depends if you're running a marathon every other weekend. Like. Yeah, yeah, see, I wasn't one of them ones before plans, I never was. Yeah. Uh, until the Willie threw me up a plan for a marathon in 2012. And again, they gave me a structure, you know, mm. he, he introduced me to four deck runs, um, the speed sessions, I never do, never done speed sessions before, mm. until last year really, you know. And a few head reps, but again, I don't really do head reps because when I do my runs, I incorporate hills. Because yeah, for me, I tell everyone that I see hills, see all these people do towpaths and flats, yeah. not going to work it. You mix it up, like. Yeah, so when I do my long runs, hills, I try and pack the hills all the time. A lot of people don't realise that when you're running the hill, it's actually strengthening your toe up. Yeah, yeah. It's training your body to get your knees up as well. Like, yeah, so. yeah. And people are just running on the flat all the time. That's why they get a bit stagnant. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not building that strength yeah. to push off and yeah. get your, your speed. So that's one thing you can see with you when you're coming. Like, I'm like, how is he doing that? But he's just strong as an ox. That's why, like, yeah. to be yeah. able to maintain that speed, you're like a steam train when you come. Because <laughs> you can run with a, a ball out, hanging out of uh, your pocket. And I'm like, <laughs> he's running himself three, he's got a bottle hanging out That's been a few years now, so I carry bottles in my pocket now. <laughs> I got, I got a lot of sticks, especially from this year, so I'm willing to crack on them ones all. 
you know. So well, I think it just made us jealous the fact we were getting nowhere near that pace <laughs> and you were coming by with bottles coming out your pocket. Yeah. So when you're fueling in the marathon, because I know you've sort of spoke to me about this before, what do you actually use then when you're running in the marathon? Nothing. Nothing at all? I don't like it. I'm just yeah. personal reasons just because it's give me cramps, give me some yeah. stomach cramps. So if I've been really tough in a marathon, I might take one gel with three or four miles ago because I know mm. I have more time left. So to get cramps then, you know, so you just take them water. Just water, yeah, yeah. Maybe the odd high five tablet. And days like like today or like like, like London, yeah. I would take some of the like the high five. Just for that, like just, yeah, yeah. And in training then, um, it's the same obviously. Then I'm assuming. Yeah, I just bought some water. So I've been on long training runs with you before, and I I take a lot of water on. Yeah. Um, I'm moving more and more away from fueling during runs. Yeah. It used to be I'd go out for a ten mile run. Yeah. And I used to take like a gel at mile six and yeah. jelly babies okay. and all. But now I go out for a twelve mile run and take nothing. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's but I used to go with these guys and I'm like, these guys don't even stop for water or anything. <laughs> no, I know. That's one thing that likes to stop and like but for me, uh, even when I'm in the gym or doing any kind of travel, I just every three miles I take a, I take a drink of water, no matter what. No matter where it's six or it's twenty miles, I take every three miles I take a drink of water. Right. So no what my body's walking routine. And so through the marathon and you sort of you know, you can tell then you don't need to take all these gels. Your body gets used to what you're training on, obviously. Yeah. You know, if you train with taking gels, then you're obviously going to need them yeah. for the race. Yeah. The question is whether you need them to begin with. So if you're running mm. a sub three um, marathon just on water. Um, <coughs> when you come to that point in the race, this, this is something I haven't really, I always wonder about people is you come to that point in the race, my 21, 22, yeah. whatever, 23. Your body just wants to give up the ghost, like yeah. And everybody must go through that. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping yeah. everybody goes through it. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I know I go through it in every yeah. race. Yeah. You know, how do you what do you work a process to go through that, or what way do you how do you positive like a positive thought, whatever it is, how do you get yourself through that when you sort of hit the wall? The answer that I'm probably not too sure. Mm-hmm. No, it's just I'm stubborn. I'll get yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's why when I do my runs, when I train. I train on my own in a way. Mm-hmm. all that, no, no music, no not Just you know, because like I think I, I I am a very person. I am mm-hmm. very you know independent. Like I am, you know, I like being on company. Yeah. So I can I can focus on a, on a race and Garmin always as well. Garmin is my, so my best friend. So I just constantly you know I'm always looking at time. Obviously, you hit, hit, hit the wall, you want to start slowing down anyway and stuff. But you just mm-hmm. the time to finish it. And, do a good time. <coughs> and do you ever do you have a structure then for the finish line? Some people are saying to me, yeah, um, you know, if I've never seen you or heard you walk in the marathon, but you know, if it's is there ever a plan B? Do you always have a plan B in your head or just out for No, never plan B, no. Yeah. There is a saying you should never have a plan B because it distracts from plan A. Because <laughs> yeah. when you get weak at that point, um, it's quite easy to yeah, drop back. Yeah, I've got, got a plan, I've got a plan. Does not go to plan, then you just, you know, adapt, adapt it then yourself then to whatever the situation is, you know. You ran, you, you ran London now, did you? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Run didn't, didn't fight for it. Um, I don't know, four times. See, leading up to the week of the marathon, is we, yes. know, we know how you train and we know how you feel on the day. Yeah. Um, do you do anything, I don't want to say different, but special, I suppose, on that week? Is there anything you do to get yourself ready? I like to just carve up. For a few weeks or so beforehand, mm-hmm. um, just eating a lot of high 
I still keep the run like you know, between 10 and 12 miles at 7 beforehand, then they'll run during the week. Mm. And I always run 3 miles the day before as well, too. Yeah. One slow, one Mars pace, and one slow again. Just all loosen up those yeah, fibres, yeah, like. Yeah, and you know, I, always, I, always, I always go up to Gareth for a rub as well, too. Uh, Gareth Thornton. Every marathon I do, I'm, I'm with Gareth Thornton. Uh, he's, he's great at loosening yeah. up the legs, right? <laughs> yeah. And then a marathon morning, what do you feel with a marathon morning? Just porridge. When you say porridge, it's just like one bowl of porridge. One bowl of know? porridge, a bit of toast, maybe some jam. Depends on the time, you know, if I'm going yeah. Dublin, you have to leave a lot earlier, whereas in Uri or Bath Bath, you don't have to leave so early, you know, so it just depends on the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So last year you ran in the quads. Yeah. Which was an exciting, crazy thing to do in a roundabout yeah. way, but I yeah. suppose there's the quads and then there's quads in Donegal, where you've got yeah. wind and hills and uh, um, yeah. how did that go? First, first thing, what made you decide to do it? I asked this question somewhere last want, week. I always wanted to do a ultra marathon type in around 100 miles. And I did, did look at that, doing that in Donegal. But it didn't, it didn't work out for me with guards because you need 14, 24 hours. So yeah. I thought that kids up Donegal holiday do a few marathons. <laughs> four marathons. Just yeah, four <laughs> marathons in four days. And oh, one of the most horrible experiences, but one of the most enjoy, enjoyable experiences. You get a beautiful, beautiful medal for that. So what yeah. time did you get on the first day? Uh, 3.18 or something. It's like that 3.18 number, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how, how did it go the first day? It's quite hilly, wasn't it? Yeah, the first day was very hilly, and it kind of worked, worked me out of my fear because the guy who finished fourth walked on the first day, and I passed him, and I beat him by 30 seconds overall over the four days. So Because <laughs> I actually passed him up this, this really steep, very very steep mountain and I just thought myself I'm gonna stay on my toes the whole the whole weekend no walking the whole weekend I just keep you know where it's just mm. practically a very very slow jog just keep moving and on that first day I stuck to my plan you know and put about 318 320 can't remember what it was you know yeah, um, normal pace, and I beat him that day by about 6-7 minutes which stood me well for the rest of the rest of the weekend you know and so the second day then so when you get up in the morning I'm only imagining after running, because uh, I ask a few people about this on the course, like, yeah. uh, if you run a marathon you can virtually not run the next day, but I don't know yeah. whether it's a mindset or what it is, but you're getting up for day two, how do you feel? Oh, agony. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even walk down the stairs probably, I was like going on the balancers and I was hobbling and just like, rubbing on the uh, tagabam and, you know, uh, just... And how, how does that happen then, because I'm interested in this, because um, when I tell people, you know, people about running back-to-back marathons, they're like, what, like, in the same week? I'm like, no, they do it, like, one day after mm-hmm. the next, which is quads. Yeah. And it's almost a myth. It's a limit, obviously, it's in your head. Like, a marathon, you used to read that you, you, used to, you might take three months recovery after a marathon. <laughs> all that's all out the window now, all yeah. those myths that we used to listen to. Yeah. You come to the starting line and you start off, how are your legs, and does it take time then? Do you, does after four or five miles, your, your legs sort of come back to you and then, after the first mile or so, you still obviously still very sore, and you're hobbling along, and you're actually because you, you're in a group with all the rest of them, we all feel the same, and then you know, for me, I'm just very very competitive anyway, and I've seen I've seen the three boys, there's five as all together who are just there, thereabouts, um, this this, this French guy and there was uh, Dennis Keane who won the year before, and two off fellas and. Uh, we just wanted to stuck together, so I uh, mm-hmm. you know how it goes, Robbie. When you, 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 you know somebody's in the same building as you, 
and you just can't you have to keep them in your sight. You just can't let them get away. So we're stubborn again, and you know that yeah. kind of way. And what time do you get in that day two? From about three twenty-five or something. Yeah, three twenty-five. Um, so progress on that day three you're walking down the same stairs again oh <laughs> the stairs getting harder to come horrible. down it was horrible it was absolutely horrible but, um did you do anything in the evening time to try and help aid, i like, wanted, wanted to see each of this uh, you know kind of took a bit to see what time what time was that august yeah yeah august but it was quite well that wasn't great you know so mm. out in the water people were like Nobody was in the water, and I were going, what's wrong with this fella, you know? You know, so, yeah, so just, just up there and just my first one then, you know, so, let's see you. And was it a, could you, were you, were you even more tender on day three, do you think, or was it about the same? Um, yeah, it was probably about the same, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you question yourself the day three then, and whether or not your body's going to be able to Oh, actually, or? that reminds me, yeah, sorry, after day two, yeah, I just wanted to quit. Mm. I did put up my straw, and I said, <laughs> if it wasn't by the fact that it wasn't a band, I don't know, with the training I would have stopped. Yeah. Four days four, no, but that was just, I just wanted to stop. Well, I, I actually wanted to cry and say, that's it. No, mm-hmm. I can't do this. And the fact that the four medals are all linked, <laughs> I couldn't have a half a set, you know? I wasn't going to do that. No, it was just the medals are amazing as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I suppose you sort of then time becomes secondary when you're feeling like that, you think, frigging, I'm just going to go out here and try again. Like, yeah. Yeah. And again, coming to the starting line, what did you eat that morning? Just porridge and toast. The same again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just to get out then. Because yeah. the third day, top enough, like, I think the weather was really bad. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. It was relatively yeah. bad through the whole thing. Though, yeah, sometimes you drop the mountains and when the rain was just battering your face, you couldn't <laughs> see where you were going. You know, kind of way you had to close your eyes. And, you know. and um, your body again, then moving into day three, like, I'm trying to imagine. I'm obviously preparing myself for getting all all the nuts and bolts of what's actually required to do that. But again, you ran a a great pace on day three because I thought, not as early, but um, damn, he's done it again. He's still he's still working my PB. Three twenty eight or something it was, you know. See, I record all all my marathon times and my book and all sorry, but. Can't remember what I've done, Robbie. No, I'm only doing it here. Well, I know you broke my, P- my PB on your third day as well. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I don't even know where it is. I have all my times in here to say I'm re- I'm really t- uh, information on that stuff to you, you know. Oh, I can't remember where I put it. But anyway, I don't want to interrupt your nice wee podcast here, you know. Oh, right, it's gone now. Uh, so it was, it was, I know it was still 330 anyway. Oh, here we are, here, yeah. So, 329th. 329. So I followed his first day with 315, so it was. 315, <laughs> and then it was yeah. 3... 325 and 329. 329. So day four, all I can think of is these stairs are getting harder yeah. <laughs> harder yeah. to get up and down. Yeah, yeah. And how do you feel on the evening of day three? I suppose it's one more day to go now. I was kind of relieved that mm. I'm relieved I'm going on one more to go, but yes, one more to go. Yeah. What time was it then? Hopefully you looked at three twenty-three on the day four. On day four, yeah, three twenty-three. And I had the walk. I met up with Matthew Nicholson. Uh, he started out before me. The crew started before me. I met up with him about a couple of miles ago. I was walking along with him, talking, and I go like, and he just told me just push on, like, and 
looking at the dude. Got my, got my, got my third place, you know. It's phenomenal. I can see the castle, the, the, the hotel and the finish lines. You just kind of go up a hill and then down. And you see it in distance in the coastline, yeah. you know, and I want it's never going to end, you know. It's hard, it's hard to think that you got third place after running so it's about 13 and a half hours. 13 hours and 33 minutes. 13 mm-hmm. hours and 33 minutes mm-hmm. and four marathons. Just imagine if somebody said that to you when after you run your first marathon. Oh, that you were going to do that. Oh, uh, it's criminal. So yeah. how many marathons? Do you know how many marathons you've done to date? I think I've 31 now. 31 marathons? Was that yeah. this last year? <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. It's about 31 marathons. Whereabouts? Um, where have you ran? Um, I ran 11 last year. Nothing bad. I was like Robbie, like sorry, we both did before. Round one, round one, 2007. Then round two, 2011. One, two, 2012. One, four, and then three, six, 11. <laughs> so it's just the last few years, I've just shut off. Like, it's been strange the last um, two, three, four years because everyone used to run the marathon or run two, yeah. three marathons. Yeah. All of a sudden. And um, what you're seeing, firstly, everybody's getting quicker because it's starting to learn more about it. Yeah, of course. Probably yeah. ten years ago, it was relatively newish. Sort of yeah. People running yeah. the marathon was such a big thing, and now there's all these events coming up like the quads and back to backs, yeah. and yeah. people just doing crazy things. Yeah. And it's like, it's like where does it end? Where does it, where does it stop? Like, because everybody's just keeping pushing the boat out more and more. Yeah. Because you ran like thirty-one marathons. What yeah. marathons have you done to you? I know you've done London and you've done Dublin. London, Dublin, I was on the dock a few times. Dun, Dundalk and Newry. You done well in Dundalk, didn't you? Yeah, came first and came, se- came second. Yeah. Don't uh, very well. And I ran 203s. Um, I, uh, I was picked in the second place two years ago in the last 200 yards. Because it was like two laps of the Ravensdale and I didn't yeah. know I was way ahead and I didn't know the guy behind me was where was that? Was it the early start? You know, kind of way, and mm-hmm. he passed me, and I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> a couple yeah. hundred yards to go. Yeah, and then we went, but then last year, then I was just let's the dock. I just went for it, like you know. Yeah, you were on fire last year, like. Yeah. And you on Derry. Derry a couple of times again. Derry was the same year around Belfast. We're around Belfast three or three seconds. Derry three hours forty three seconds. So I was just you no. Know, so again, as we who do back last year and I've done two fifty something, fifty seven something yeah, in Derry or something. You know. How many top threes have you run? Eleven. Eleven. And six yeah. of them. Six of them last year. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think? Do you think just that is just momentum building on all the miles that you've been doing that you're just getting. Your body's getting more used to running at that pace. Yeah, just, yeah, I think so. Again, um, it's just for me. It was last year, obviously, was just a weird year. Like, mm-hmm. I kept going and didn't had a few injuries. Yeah. I actually left my body. I rested for like a few weeks. Done loads of ice, all that kind of stuff. And um, last year it was the Donegal Quads really got my body ready for Dublin and stuff like that. Yeah. In the dock. See, I've seen that a few times now. People running the quads. It can go either way, can it? Can yeah. you totally blow your muscles yeah. out for yeah. two or three yeah. months, or you can really, really benefit. Yeah, benefit you. Um, out of all those marathons, which I know be hard to pick, but if you got one favorite race and one, so one favorite marathon and one favorite race that you can think of that would stand out above them all. In terms of just marathon, go London for me. 
Yeah, I'll be, I haven't traveled up the globe like yourself. Mm. Like, I'll like, you know, London to me is just... Just the, it's the crowds, I suppose it's the whole camaraderie, everybody going crowd. over. It's a crowd, and it's just, and the fact that we've got a massive crowd cruising near you as well, through your morning yeah. area, going over. It's just amazing, so it is, like, amazing. And have you, have you got any thoughts about traveling anywhere else, or, or is there any, is there any marathons that you would think, yeah, I'd love to do that? I want, I want to do New York. New York. Yeah, and I don't want to do three charity. Um, I w- this year my plan was, but a night change night is I want to yeah. qualify for it for next year. Yeah, what does qualify time? Two forty-five. So okay. I'm doing, you know, I was on two forty-eight last year in Dublin, and I went, oh, that wasn't too bad actually. Yeah. You know, I, I felt I paced off obviously properly this time in Dublin. You know, yeah. I worked a lot faster. When I, when, I, when I hit my 14, I went, actually, this is okay, so I just went on there. Yeah, 248 is a time now. Yeah, and, and I know I know there's a 245 in me. Yeah. Yeah. And I can tell how stubborn you are, like, yeah. <laughs> get even there in your foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 245 to get into New York, because that's almost, like, I wanted to qualify into Boston myself, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Because um, it's almost as good as running the race itself, isn't it? Actually yeah. qualifying. Yeah, it is. Is that yeah. self-achievement yeah. of actually, yeah. yeah, getting into that again. And it's something that hopefully I will, it'll come back around again. Like. Yeah. Um, you've done some other events. I joined you on your Belfast and Uri run. Yes. I actually planned on only running 10 miles, but there was that much of a community around it. It was such <laughs> a great day. Yeah. And we ended up running all the way in. Yeah. And tell us a bit about that and how so that came about because you raised a phenomenal amount of money. Yeah, it was um, to do with my Sinead, Sinead got breast cancer and it's got all the got it all clear and all that stuff. Yeah. So and whenever we're in Belfast, we get a, I get a real therapy. You see, everybody it's just like a conveyor belt. People get and get therapy like you just don't realize how many people are going through this. Seen, seen a couple of kids and stuff, so a little bit of research yeah. and then seen the Diddy Lodge, Diddy Lodge in um, Newcastle, so I raised money for them and it just fired out of control. Everybody's yeah. helping out. Um, the ones in Primark and Neary were amazing. Pub quiz was all arranged for me. Pub quiz itself that night was in Canal Court, and lo and behold, some Dutch fellow was there, some businessman was over, and we raised something like £2,000. But then he went and said, okay, I'll double it, I'll double no it, and, and give me another two rounds of that then. That was very humbling. Yeah, 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 so, so, so total then it was like £20,000 £20, raised. That's phenomenal. For right? that, for that uh, run of events, you know, at that yeah. period of time. And because people are very, it's not something that's very seen unless something happens and you sort of, yeah. and it's very hard to sort of, not want to do something yeah, after you've yeah. sort of seen that, but raising over £20,000 was phenomenal. I couldn't believe it. Like, it um, especially with all the fundraising that does go on. Yeah. As you know, yeah. like, and it's See, every, very generous. Every time I raise money, it's not to go to marathons. Yeah. I, really ha- I am in doing a marathon, whatever it is, I just, because it's all personal stuff. Yeah. First time it was my, my, my cousin to say the other on. Uh, second time was my uncle, Mickey Carroll, who died in the hospice. Mm-hmm. Had bar machines and different floors, so I raised money for that. You know, and then I'll be with the cancer there, and then recently with the hospice. I seen my little brother, his he got married there Christmas time, and his mother-in-law had couldn't get the wedding and just died there about a month later. 
in the hospice we called up to the the wedding to, to the hospice and the hospice had done up a room for her uh, and, got her, and got her all dressed up in her yeah. outfit and they'd done cakes and buns and all that so I said I'm really going to the hospice here yeah. you know they're a brilliant charity like. yeah they are yeah um, and they're so much in need of funds it's just mm. crazy what they need you know the funding and um running does sort of go hand in hand with charities and the amount of money it's raised yeah. through yeah. London charity um it shouldn't be underestimated yeah um back to backs as well i know that you did do was it armagh armagh yeah that's a, it's a really hilly yeah but I, I really like armagh armagh is where i got my um, PB in the 10k. Strangely uh, enough. Yeah, yeah. I like Ma- Matthew always tro- throws a good race as well too. You know, he's uh, a runner, runner himself. So it was two two years ago we've done the Arma. I thought I'd try it, and I wanted to do a sub three anyway. So I thought I'd give it a rattle <laughs> on the first day, and I just pipped it by about twenty seconds. You know. That was and phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and then went the next day and kept the same pace going for like the first 18 miles and after that my legs just gave away then I couldn't do it like I was going for close to the three as possible like that would have been phenomenal phenomenal yeah. to get one sub three anyway but yeah and you won that did you I won it they had, they had a race there in November and I won that one like yeah that was sub three wasn't it yeah it wasn't very long maybe I turned up though <laughs> <laughs> well still even with, maybe it's because you were running <laughs> they decided not to yeah um, it was actually that year, Armagh, when I ran that marathon, I was three seconds over in Belfast, four three over in Derry, 20 seconds, sorry, I think it was like sorry, two seconds under in Armagh, and then ran the dog, I was like 10 seconds under the three hours, and that's why I asked when to change the attitude towards the training, I said, I'm sick of racing the last three miles in Marathon. Mm-hmm. you want to be able to just, not relax, but not have that fear, that's yeah. why I, that's why I started doing 24 mile runs when I runs. That was, that was the reason why I was just sick of racing the last few miles. You, know, like really, you really should be you're, you know, collapsing, but you're trying to push and push and push, you know? I'm happy. No, okay, thanks. Important. First <laughs> <laughs> class. So, what's, ne- what's next for Michael Dillon? Well, things are, are on hold at the minute. Yeah. Because of, of medical reasons. Uh, so, after this break, there's. I really wanted to do Armagh this year, back to back, I wanted to do, I picked it off work and all, I wanted to do two sub threes in two days. Okay, so that's something you think, because you're always, one thing I've seen noticed about you, you're always pushing out, that's what I love about you, because um, you were on plan to do the 108 miles there, yeah. Yeah. and I wasn't even thinking about what's he doing here, I was thinking about, Jesus, what's he going to be doing next, cause Yeah, yeah. he's always been, he's always wanting to push the boat out more and more, Yeah. and um, it helps inspire the rest of us as well and trying to think about what where our limits sort of like yeah and maybe a rest would be good now actually <laughs> uh-huh. so potentially sub two sub threes back to back do you know anybody that's done that i don't but um but they were now we're in the may and i won't get my thing done from june so yeah. i won't i won't have any time so I, no not this year but i suppose yeah. if you get a break Mm. That's why I, I sort of wonder what's sh- what's next for me. Well, um, Dublin, Dublin's my next one. One marathon, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next year is my tenth Dublin, and I'm almost looking forward to next year because yeah. I'm just doing the one marathon. 
next year. Are you sure now? Yeah, I'm, I'm so um, <laughs> it's my 10th one, and, um, but I'm going to take three months to do 5k, three months, 10k, and just race yeah. like mad and enjoy yeah. getting back to that, and then like three months for the half. Mm. And I obviously want to break the 19 minutes, break the 40 minutes, break the 130, and try and do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's very difficult to get your pace down when you're fucking races left, right, and center. Yeah, I know. Everyone's so much got a pair of boxing gloves on at the beginning of the year, so I can't get to the keyboard. Because <laughs> it's so tempting with so many races. Yeah, it is. So just to finish off then, it's Belfast Marathon tomorrow. Yes. It's given a real hot day. Um, if you have any advice to give to any people running marathons for the first time, especially in the heat? Take on a pint of water and use the showers while they are available. Just, you know, happened to me there a couple of years ago in Belfast. Uh, it was the other of the road, so maybe up a track, you might lose a couple of seconds. Just go for that shower, take that shower mm-hmm. where you can get it. Definitely take like on plenty of water. Take on plenty of water. I'm not too sure about gels and stuff. Again, that's mm-hmm. up to people who, when they train themselves, they know their own bodies and their own routines, but yeah, plenty of water and just relax and enjoy it. Like the sun's yeah. out. Yeah, sun's out. What, what, what? It's warm, but it's you know. Do you, would you change your? Because one thing I noticed there on London, I was interested to see what people done. So the hottest London on record. Yeah. People still want out, bothered out, like and they have that pace in their head what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. But they don't make any adjustments to the heat, and I fall into that trap so many times yeah. myself. So if I'm gonna go out. To seven fifty pace, that's my plan pace. Yeah. I ran in Edinburgh, I think it was twenty eight degrees. And we still went out seven fifties. And is that how you would Yeah. You would still I, go out for it and try and hang yeah. on. When around around there a couple of years ago it was very hot. Yeah. It was like a game of high twenties, yeah, that's what it was and like this one out. I don't know, maybe it's a pint of water use pour water back your calves, spike your legs, you're running, you got a bottle of water, people have a bottle of water, drink half and then throw half away. Just put your house, just squirt it back your yeah. legs. Kind of, you know, it mightn't do much, but it makes you feel it. It cools you down, makes it, you know, and it gives a bit of a boost, you know. I find it alleviates any tension in the back of the yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm cramping, if I can get water on my calf, yeah. it just stops the cramp, yeah. so it does. Stay out of the shade, I suppose, is another one. If there's any, yeah, not yeah. stay out of the shade, sorry, stay out of the sun. Yeah, stay out of the sun, yeah. Um, if there's any shade at all, try and just sort of stick with it. Like, yeah. don't worry about it, I suppose. It's, it's one main thing, just, just stick to your race plan. Just run your, run your race. Mm. Um, I don't want to say it's upsetting to many people, but my eggs, the heat never affects me. Mm. You know, you're running the cold, running the heat. You know, it's when you have a rest day, you just keep your stick to your plan and drink more water, and just it'll all come good. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. So there you go. There's the words of advice from uh, Michal Dillon on Belfast Marathon. Everybody yeah. smashing their peas tomorrow. Michal, thanks very much for inviting me to your home. Absolute pleasure and inspiration. And <laughs> good luck for the year ahead. Yep. Thank you very much. Cheers. Right. How was that? <laughs>